0: This episode is brought to you by Doghouse Systems at DoghouseSystems.com, where right now, if you use the code FROGPANTS at checkout on any new computer rig, they will upgrade your default hard drive to a 480 gigabyte SSD. That's an upgrade to a 480 gigabyte SSD for free by using the FROGPANTS code at checkout at DoghouseSystems.com and by Videoblocks.com Instance2016, where you can get a great deal on unlimited downloads of video stock footage and audio for podcasters. We'll talk a little bit more about a special deal in the middle of the show. That's videoblocks.com Instance2016.
1: Hi, I'm Mike Morheim from Blizzard, and you're listening to The Instance.
0: <laughs> the World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to... This is The Instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Instance. This is The Instance, episode 471. I'm Scott Johnson with Willie Dills Gregory, fresh from vegas that's not actually possible is it to be fresh from Vegas. yeah i
1: wouldn't say anything about me is fresh at this very moment mm. but uh back is definitely a word you can use yeah. uh, happy to be back in my house yeah. with my puppy dog missed you essentially yep. normal life well he was mad at me at first because you know the, the first trip i came back from blizzcon that mm-hmm. was what three days yeah, four three days. days something like that mm-hmm. he was so excited to see me <laughs> Then I'm home for one day and I leave <laughs> for a week. When I get back, he's like, I right, man, whatever, dude. I guess we're
2: so uh what, what after do you, a day of
1: playing with him, he warmed up
0: again. What, but what yeah, do you do with the with the pup while you're out of town? Do you have like a, a neighbor sitter type thing deal going?
1: The, yeah, the well, I have family here, but um they I'd already tapped into them for the trip before to San Francisco. So I went with uh the lady who was the foster care. When I actually adopted him, oh. uh, also we'll put the dog for a pretty cheap price too. It's only
0: thirty bucks a day, so it's not bad. With her, bad. Yeah, got to bad.
1: hang out with dogs the entire time I was gone, it's so not, he was happy. It's I not think not
0: too bad. Yeah, did you uh, <laughs> did you win enough gambling in Vegas to make up for the thirty a day? <laughs> That's well, what I actually, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. For so the first time ever, I went to Vegas and I came back with money. Wow. Uh, I didn't gamble at all except for one night. I played poker. Uh, with a bunch of the guys who were there for the MGA World Championships, mm. and I felt kind of bad because in one hand, I, I took two guys out completely, like <laughs> all of their money, um, and then one guy was like really disappointed <laughs> that he had lost, and I was just sitting there like, like no, this is how it works, man. This yeah. is what this, this is poker. You put all your money in, and then I had the best hand. So uh, I don't know, I don't know, know why like, in my head. <laughs> I it nice, but I yeah, he was bummed. In my head, so, I
0: picture yeah. you. I picture them getting up at a table and pulling their coat back and they get their hands on their pearly white handles and they're ready to throw down in a saloon for some reason i have that in my head but uh well here's the thing visible.
1: though we're, we're very mediocre people just in general The <laughs> MGA, so we would just shoot at each other from a close distance and miss every single one that's how our duels would go that's now. just
0: how mediocre mediocre cowboy exactly. association yeah. i got it uh Listen, also we can't, <laughs> the ball, we can't shoot again <laughs> there you go also you the go. uh the, the healing Uh, Frenchman, uh, uh, all the way from beautiful downtown Helsinki, I believe. I don't know where you're living now. I'm in Paris. I'm in Paris right now. Mm.
3: Um, the healing Frenchman, I think that could be my cowboy name or something like that. (laughs) It sounds really cool. Um, I did, uh successfully crossed the Atlantic in a plane, and my, uh, as you said, my brain didn't hemorrhage due to my missing tooth and uh, surgical tooth operation in the U.S. So I guess there you go. Healthcare in the U.S. is awesome. I don't know Um, how many
0: people didn't know about that, I wonder. I think we mentioned it on the live show we did Saturday night, but I don't know how many people are aware of this. Patrick Trump's gonna fix it. Pa- <laughs> is that is that right? It's gonna be, it's gonna be totally fine. Yeah. Great. Next time you come, make Patrick's we'll mouth. Cost, you know. Yeah. Make his mouth great again. Um, but but you t- you had that thing yanked out in Anaheim, and then they told you not to fly. Like your dentist at home was like, "I would not no, recommend no, no, no.
3: it." Yeah. Well. They were a little bit worried, but it had been like f- four days instead of a week. And then the dentist in the U.S. was like, "Nah, it's fine. Just go ahead. And i was like, really? Are you sure? Because like I'm reading stuff on the Internet. And uh, yeah. but it turns out, as in many things, the Internet was wrong mm. and uh, the professional was right. Yeah. So there you go.
0: Always count on the professionals. Uh Pretend for a minute, listeners, we're professionals today as we talk about World of Warcraft and the rest of what's happening over at Blizzard because we have some things uh, certainly to discuss. I did want to mention before we get to the news, uh, quick note, I am blown away, utterly floored by all of the feedback that I've gotten since Tuesday regarding the interview I did with Chris Metzen on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. Um, he, very much to his credit, uh, opened up and got real real and raw on that episode in a way that really seems to have resonated with many, many listeners. And if you haven't heard it or thought, ah, I don't need that, I just want WoW news or whatever, I highly recommend you go back and check it out. Um, by now, you've probably seen it on some of your favorite gaming blogs. It showed up on Kotaku, PC Gamer, MMO Champion, ran it. Um, a bunch of other people are are pointing to it. Uh, and I think for good reason. It's pretty uh, pretty special hour and a half, hour and 19 minutes or so that I spent with Chris. And if you haven't heard it, you should
3: you know it's the one thing that was I mean, the the whole thing was really great and one thing that resonated with people i think was chris who's perceived as this rough you know manly dude he he really as you said he opened up and he let himself be uh very uh, uh sensitive mm-hmm. and, and vulnerable is, is a good word sure yeah yeah th- that's something we we really need mm-hmm. as people to see that it's okay to be to 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 just it doesn't make you less of a man if you admit that you're you have faults sure. sometimes or that there are things that you need help for or that and and yeah i thought that was a great part of the the whole thing yeah so, and, and someone
0: unexpected like honestly i i mean if i'm being completely honest here i went into it going oh we're going to talk a whole bunch of stuff about post-mortem uh, Blizzard and what it's like not to be there. And, and then also, hey, what do you think about Marvel movies right now and this kind of stuff, you know, the things he's super stoked and interested in right now and, you know, Warhammer miniature collecting and all the stuff he he loves. And um, instead it ended up being, I don't know, just a really interesting window into um, one of the great names in video game, uh, modern video game history for sure, um, but also into just what turns out to be a, a dude Who's trying to balance life with work and and family with with profession and it's uh I thought it was fascinating. So if you if you guys get a chance to hear it and if you haven't already, uh, do check it out. I believe you will yeah. be pleased. I, I really, I really like. Uh, I think a lot of people think that you get your dream
1: job and then everything you're just like happy all the time mm-hmm. and. Uh, that is not the case. Turns out, high stress jobs cause high stress. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> yep. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. One of the
0: big takeaways. I mean, a lot of
1: people don't realize that they really do think that you know, mm-hmm. if you, like if I could just get and I, you know, so many people I think uh, spend all their time trying to get to this place, yeah. Where then they'll be happy there. Yep. Uh, and maybe that's not the case. So, like maybe just try to be happy wherever you are right now, and then when you get there, try to figure out how to be happy there too. But yeah, uh, you know, there's not like some ending point where then suddenly happiness is like comes along it's like it's something you got to work on yourself there's outside no, of that
0: yeah there's right? no magic pill certainly and and in his case one of the big takeaways for me was it in a in a world like blizzard for 23 years where your entire existence as a company and as individuals working for that company is about state you know putting a flag in the ground and going look at this amazing game it's orcs versus humans everybody whoa that raised the bar for rts's that forever changed the genre what are you going to do next time? Well, you have to top it. Like there, that's the kind of company, and we are all grateful as gamers that can never not please. They yeah. th- to disappoint is the worst thing you can do because it, you're only as good as Kaplan always says as your last game, which is why it was so devastating for that team to have Titan go away, given all the work and blood and and sweat they'd thrown into it. He talked about that a bit, um, but you know you can imagine what toll that takes on your mind and your body and your Oh, yeah. And you're being I know
1: all about that. Like we talk about this on uh, as podcasters, like you can read a million positive reviews and then there's like one bad one. And that's the one you like dwell on. Right. So it's like, you know, having a million great games is is fantastic. And then you have one that fails to do what you wanted it to do. Mm -hmm. And
0: that's the one that like gets you. Right. Yeah. And even if you never do it, even, even if you never have that disappointing game and you could argue Blizzard's never had a disappointing game. I mean, they may have not hit certain marks or something that are on on their own uh, standards. But but for for gamers, every game has hit to some level of greatness uh, from good to great. And but they don't see it the way we do. (laughs) They see it as like, whew, barely made it through. Okay, what's next? Like like that kind of stuff is super interesting to me. And he he let a lot of that stuff hang out. So, um, yeah, you guys want to want to hear more. Go Check it out. All right, let's dive into this stuff. We got some things in the world of Warcraft. Uh, Seven point one point five is getting custom groups, uh, private custom groups, I should say. Custom groups already exist, but private custom groups is a pretty interesting idea, and you will be able to create groups that you will only be able to see those who are uh, added to it. Meaning, uh, you know, guildmates and friends and things like that. And when there's when those groups, as I understand it, from what we're uh, getting from PTR notes and, and some data mining, as I understand it, you'll be able to kind of have that be persistent. So if I'm in a group with you two and we do this thing together, whatever, uh, I can tell when one of you is in there and we can get that group going at any time, depending on who's in and who's not and whatever. And of course you can communicate through the voice thing and other things, but but it's a nice way to sort of create custom groups without sort of losing track of them and also keeping them from being just a public in and out sort of you know open open group, seems useful to me. Um, I was trying. To, I was trying to think of use cases though. Dills, well, you, can you think of any of those? Well, raid
1: teams, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, but you know, like the the thing we have in AIE, we have a lot of chat channels, right? To kind of handle what this is kind of intending to to, to do. Right. Obviously, like they're bigger than we can do for for AIE. Uh, we can't really do a, a custom group for some of the stuff we're doing, but it is annoying when let's say you're an a i l f g and you know the guy who was uh the online mod guy logs off and then suddenly you're randomly the mod now of the channel and yeah. you know there's like a lot of like oddness to it and things that don't really work that well. People can from you know other places can join and then troll your channel and start changing things around like there's been some some bad things to it, so this is kind of uh, a more personal way to be able to get across what you need to do which is you know let's say i got 30 guys we're in a raid team together yeah and we just need to make sure that when we're all on we're easily all, all grouped up and then we're ready to go and you don't have to sit there and do all the invites so sure
0: yeah like, like a like a world boss kind of group sounds like smart thing sure. um on the weekly when when that PvP rotates groups out groups and stuff sure yeah. pvp would be good and and it's just a way of going oh there's like 11 of us in there we could totally do this let's go or mm-hmm. there's only two i guess i won't or whatever so i don't know seems like a, a, an interesting thing the uh one of the things that happened I'm, I'm sort of jumping around in the notes here a little bit just on purpose but one of the things that happened <clears throat> this week was a little bit of a freak out about artifact power patrick you know the story about this more than any of us um it didn't affect me because i didn't know what was happening um, but there were uh, the, the short of it is there was an exploit found where people were getting way too much ap uh during world quests and a bunch of bans happened to those people and then they got their bans reversed and they got to keep well, their ap so it, yeah
3: so w- yeah basically what happened was that uh people realized there was one world quest that was repeatable and relatively easy and so people would get together uh cold guilds and uh, and just do it over and over and over again. And for a hot second, it looked like Blizzard wasn't doing anything about it. And of course, you know, Reddit got their panties in a bunch and was like, oh, Blizzard isn't doing anything. And like, <laughs> of course, it's there's not going to be any action taken. And, yeah. and uh, the problem, the key problem was uh, lots of people were doing it. And then you have competitive guilds that were doing it a lot, that were are going to get a leg up on other competitive guilds. So the others were like, "Well, hell, we have to do it too." So they went and do it too. Then did it too, and a bunch of people got like hundreds of thousands of uh, artifact powers. Some people got millions. Uh, but then Blizzard stepped in and was like, "All right, party's over. You're banned. You're banned. You're banned. You're banned. Everyone's banned." And they the the, the worst offenders got banned so all of a sudden people were like yay okay go blizzard and apparently (laughs) they were temporary bans which ended today and i've seen so this is still a little bit anecdotal anecdotal evidence but i've seen on reddit people reporting that people after the ban ended uh, still had the artifact power Mm. so i don't know if that's an oversight i'm thinking it might be hopefully it is um because then it sort of negates the 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 ban it's like all right i couldn't play for three days but i still got all of that artifact power um but yeah so that's what happened on one hand blizzard saying even if this is a mistake and it was a mistake on our part it was you know we we didn't catch that bug um it doesn't mean that you can still exploit it when it's very clearly an exploit then you shouldn't do it and will enforce the the repercussions uh, for people who do so hopefully that is the actual intent and the ap will be taken away uh from those people that did exploit it if it if it doesn't get taken away uh that's a big problem because it gives the message that yeah, you'll get a slap on the wrist, but yeah. not much more. That's a strange
0: precedent to set if they don't take it away. And you know, we got to give them time to do that. Here's their analogy they used, and they even wrote it like this. They said, here's an awkward real-world analogy. This was uh, in the official forums. Let's say you're walking down the street run day, and you look down, and you notice a crisp blank note being lifted by a gentle breeze around your feet. You look around, and no one is in sight. Well, I guess it's your lucky day. It's talking about money. Uh, A few moments later, you come across two or three more of these blank notes. Definitely strange, and you're a bit suspicious, but this obviously isn't normal. But they're just lying there. No one can really blame you for picking those up, right? Now you turn the corner and you see vast stacks of money sitting on a pallet in the middle of the road. It seems like an unfortunate driver failed to properly secure the rear door of his armored truck leading to the scene. Uh, But if you walked up uh, and grabbed a large handful from the pile, would that be an entirely innocent act? Would you be surprised if a police officer or witness saw you do that and thought otherwise? Uh, Anyway, they go on and you get the idea. And then the
3: the last one is the important one. It's basically, finally, if you were to fetch a large garbage bag (laughs) and call up your friends and tell them to do the same, so as you could load up as much (laughs) of the cash as you you could possibly carry – Is it still entirely innocent? Sure, the driver made a mistake by not locking the door. And in that case, Blizzard is the driver. But there wouldn't be any surprise if you got tracked down and people, you know, punish you for it. Yeah. And that is the big issue because some people were saying, well, it's your fault. You didn't do it properly. We can't. (laughs) No. This is disingenuous. Of course it's not, you you know, uh, you are uh, guilty for taking advantage, huge advantage of this obviously unintentional issue. Yeah, I
0: think the analogy works and it sticks. But here's the question now. In that analogy, would not the bank need, if they have the ability to, and they do in this case because they have, you know, full control over databases, wouldn't the bank try to recover all
3: the lost banknotes? Yes, they would. And I think they will. I hope they will. Maybe that was, you know, maybe it was a couple of people who, I don't know. I mean, clearly, yes, they should. They shouldn't leave the AP to the people who exploited it. I think that's clear. Hopefully.
1: It's got to be a little awkward, though, because it's all been spent, I'm sure. Right. So spent and then upgraded and they've upgraded their weapons and they've done all that oh, stuff. So maybe it's sure. more complicated than we think. You have so a really good point. It all back, yeah,
0: In the bank scenario, somebody's already gone out and bought yeah, cars the and stuff. Scenario,
1: you've already spent it on stuff and laundered it and done whatever with it. Like, <laughs> okay, we've got to get it
0: all back. Yeah. So sell this back, sell this back. You know, it's a, uh, they should yeah. have a path. Like they should have a, a data, uh, yeah. A data map that says acquired here, spent here, upgraded here. That they should if be able have to reverse The total that.
1: number gotten off of, and I don't know how detailed and everything, like, because I'm sure it's not as easy as just like, okay, well, let's cross access this and that. It's not going to be just like some couple of lines of command to figure out exactly how much, you know, everybody got. Mm-hmm. But you should be able to see how much they got from that one quest, right? Yeah. And then just be able to, like, essentially pull back and reset all of their talents and then just give them the amount they had before they started doing the exploit. Yeah. Would probably be the way to go about it, but. But, you know, I mean, the thing is, too, the the money analogy does does make sense. But I think a lot of the reason why players don't ever think of it in that way is because this is a virtual item that is essentially there's no limit on how much there actually is in the world other than how much people have done. Like, it's not like when I get artifact power. Now you don't have artifact power as somebody else, mm-hmm. It's like money, like there's a a certain amount of it out there. Sure. If I, if I take a bunch, that means someone else doesn't have the money that they're supposed to have. Um, So it's hard to look at it exactly that way. But I think as far as like making it a real world thing that you can think of. Yeah. I think it works. Is probably the closest you can get. Cause what else in like, what else can you compare it to? You know,
0: I can't get this out of my head. I picture like a server engineer sitting there singing that 21 pilot song where he keeps singing, uh, if I could turn back time to the good. Like, he just wants so bad to just. Can we just go back four days and fix this? Uh, does anyone know what quest it was, by the way? I have no idea which uh, actual quest it was. I'm curious. If, if it's one uh, i seen. I, I don't know. All right. Hopefully, it's killing harpies. I hate
3: those guys. Anyway,
0: <laughs> Patrick, you're going to say something. Sorry, I cut you off.
3: Was I? Yeah, no. maybe a, I, oh, I, I thought just, you were. No, I was uh, religiously listening to both of you and agreeing with everything you were saying.
0: Oh, Religiously. All right. Well, you'll leave 10 percent in this tray before you leave. Bless you, my son. Thank you for being <laughs> here. Uh, all right. So that's that. Uh, I know a lot of people are really up in arms about it. Uh, Terpster sent me a text and says, make sure you guys talk about this AP thing. It's total bullcrap. And I can't tell if he was just like making fun of Redditors or if he's uh, serious. But uh, we'll let him discuss that next week, I suppose. Uh, let's see. What? Uh, oh, I almost—I totally forgot. Happy 12th anniversary, of World of Warcraft! You've done well over 12 years. Uh, good job. Mm. Uh, you can celebrate by checking your mail. You, you log in, you get an achievement. So that happens if you haven't already done it. Uh, and you
3: get a, a lore repeatable daily quest to get 25. Uh, what's the name of that token? The the Time Walker thing. Uh, right. The and Time then Walker you can thing. buy a corgi for mm-hmm. 200. Uh, Time Walker badges. Do you wish it was so more okay. like
0: log in and you just get the
1: corgi? <laughs> well, you do. Yeah uh, the the two hundred badges are just given to you.
0: Oh, that's enough to afford the corgi right off the bat.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, but basically, the the idea was that some people didn't like the corgi. Yeah. So, um, so basically, you can now choose to get the corgi, or you can use the two hundred badges on whatever the hell you want. So. Yeah.
0: What kind of what kind of dirty horrible human beings don't want a corgi? Come on, now, people. <laughs> Some people just want to watch the world burn, Scott. <laughs> they do, dude. That's my yep. favorite thing, by the way. I, there was a conspiracy theory around the Chris interview that I cannot get out of my head. And like you said earlier, sometimes you just notice the one bad review out of 500 good ones. But there's one guy that replied to the Wowhead post about it, and he said, you guys are all such blind sheep. You know what this is, don't you? This is like the perfect corporate uh, conspiracy. They worked with this podcaster to... to." Uh, to have this message out so that it was like the perfect cover up for all the recent mistakes. I'm like, really, dude? freaking was 9/11 an inside job? Did we not get on the moon? Uh, what other? What, what else you got? Wait, for me? what's
3: the, what's what's the end goal there? I don't know. I don't know. was tired. I don't even know or, what the end
1: goal no, was. No, no, the, I, I'm sure his end goal is that yeah to to deflect from all of the mistakes so that we feel bad for medicine instead of bad about world of warcraft and oh terrible. right right so we,
3: against me yeah
1: all the so, all so the horrible
3: like we we all right so <laughs> medicine is tired so it explains why uh okay well hearthstone is pretty good but over okay overwatch is cool too and but you know no, 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 legion, all- legion wasn't bad but yeah. i mean uh uh Diablo, Diablo three from four years ago. Now we're gonna excuse that because Metzum was tired. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, terrible. It's, it's like, like, people feel
1: personally slighted because a game doesn't do exactly what they want it to do. And it's like, dude, just go play a different
0: game, man. Yeah, go Seriously. somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I blocked. I blocked because okay. oh, yeah. I, I can't yeah. even. I, my brain wouldn't even work. So I just said, yeah, good, goodbye. Uh, anyway, hey, what that wasn't the point. What was I gonna talk about? There was another thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's talk about Argus. Oh, and happy 12th. Well done. Wow. Uh, we're gonna go to Argus. We know a little bit about what's happening in 7.3. Um, this is Where from did you get that info? Ian, I didn't even I... Hazakostas interview that the that, uh, post BlizzCon uh, uh, PTR thing he did, the chat video deal he did. Right, right. And he said it is part of 7.3. Argus will not be a leveling experience. It is not an expansion. He wanted to make that very clear. This is not like and a lot of people are like, whoa, whole new zones. It's like a whole new planet. What are we doing here? And, and he was quick to say, no, that's not what you'll be doing there. However, it will have an outdoor zone and quests and raid and all of that. Uh, and not until 7.3. It will be the capstone of the Legion story. We will take, flight to, or take the fight to them to get more than just temporary peace. So that leads me to believe what uh, Terpster was pontificating last week on the lore episode that we would Argus would be the place where we said, "All right, enough of this closing portals and hoping they don't come back. We've got to like, you know, pack a bag and go there, and do whatever it takes to stop whatever it takes to stop." And which uh, is
3: basically <laughs> what Illidan has been saying from the start. Yep. Well, I guess maybe it was a little bit retconned in the uh, in the book that I liked so much, but yeah, this is basically Illidan's plan. He, he's always, from the get-go, when he left for Outland, he was thinking, like, all right, you know, the Legion, I know how they work. If we, we can kill them a million times here, they just go back into the ether and then re-aggregate into another demon and come back from Argus. And we can't win if they're still over there getting resurrected all the time. So we need to go there. And his plan was to open a—spoiler, but I guess now it's out there— open a portal and go to Argus and kill all of them there. And that's how—that's why he sacrificed so much and got everyone to, you know, let everyone believe he was the bad guy because it didn't matter. The important thing was to get to Argus, train all of the uh, uh, demon hunters, get them there, and murder every demon— Yep. So that you could at least finally have, uh, at last, finally have peace. Yeah. So um, wipe it out. Illidan as a, is as a probably going to be back at that point. I think I'm you're. Guessing. I think you're absolutely right.
0: I think this is the pinnacle moment for his story, his character. Uh, we don't know. I mean, I, I've been so impressed with the story of Legion in, in general. So I have I have a great amount of excitement for how that's all going to culminate. Um, and I'm super jazzed about this. I think seven point three sounds amazing. And, you know, we can take that as also, you know, him saying it's the capstone of the Legion story, probably take it as the uh, outside of other content bits here and there. We can probably look at 7 3 as essentially the final bit of the expansion as we look forward to whatever's next.
3: And, and likely of the Legion. Mm-hmm. This is hopefully, there are still going to be demons here and there because. First of all, they can't remake all the world and remove <laughs> all the demons from there. But also, they're, not all of them are currently on Argus. But for all intents and purposes, the Legion, as a major threat in the world of Warcraft, in the lore, is hopefully going to be ended. So it's really a huge momentous uh, moment, time, in uh, in in the player's uh, life. Yeah,
0: it may mean the 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 dropping of one of the great collective nemesis of the game, and, and the entering of something new uh, or something more yeah. ancient or whatever. We don't know.
3: You know, this is this is really interesting from a lore point of view because they've said a few times that they're, they're not worried that they can come up with new evil things for us to fight. And they've introduced the Void Lords and, you know, there are maybe going to be other things um, as well. But for most of our... Uh, uh, story in wow and in warcraft the legion has been the ultimate evil it's basically the devil it's satan it's the the, the biggest bad core. there is yeah yeah the, so the fact that we're going to get rid of it hopefully um is an interesting way of approaching the story of the game i wonder where they're going to go after that but that's you know I, what we
1: have yeah to- so I, uh, my understanding of the Void Lords is they're pretty much impossible for us to actually take out, though, right? Like they've been around even before the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Well, I don't know yeah. if I, I, don't know if I'm as optimistic about all this Legion gonna be gone stuff as you. Maybe I like well, that. I like as the, the Void they, Lords they, are chilling. Yeah. Maybe they run away. We're under, <laughs> we're under direct. Well, you really think that like we're gonna run in there? We're gonna kill? giant entities that have been around since the i don't know man oh well so the void lords, lords the void lords might be the next thing but the legion sure, sure sure yeah because yeah. i'm yeah i would say like if there's anything that's like the final boss of world of warcraft and i actually talked to my buddy Ian about this one time on a trip like it is the void lords right mm-hmm. They're they're yeah, kind of they like introduced recently No, you never but, really do. Yeah,
3: but but the Void Lords were introduced. I think, uh, with the the Void was a thing. But the wow, what's the name of the book? The Chroni- chronicle, Yeah, Chronicles yeah. But the One. lore
1: on them is that they they've been watching even before, like the Titans were doing their stuff, even yes. before yeah. killed Jaden Sargeras, all that kind of stuff was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were already there. And they were already chilling watching they're they may be, but see one of the things about the the, the cool thing the, about
0: the, 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 the titans was and we talked about this a bit on the lore episode was that the reason that we were able to challenge them and kill the likes of yogg saron and so on is because we are almost like nanobots in their world they're huge strong well, you're
3: you're confusing the the yeah, titans with the old, and gods. The old yeah. gods
0: now oh well yeah. i the same but my point's the same like the idea is that that right. we think it seems insurmountable I think the reason that the, the Legion has been the hardest for us to deal with is they're also just a whole lot like us in that they're, you know, demons who are about our height and dudes with swords and shields. And, you know, in a lot of ways, you're just you're 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 fighting an alien race for lack of a better comparison. Whereas yeah, right. when you start talking about void lords, old gods, titans and whatever, you're talking about, you know, uh, stuff that it just doesn't match our reality. Celestial
1: bodies, essentially. I mean, we're right. talking about a Titan. You're talking about a planet. Right. So,
0: right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so my little orc body doesn't quite match up, you know? But, yeah. but if you have enough right. orc
0: bodies, you have to have a lot of orc bodies, and then we get a out. lot
1: ton of orc bodies, at least 25. <laughs> uh, and then you're good to go. <laughs> uh, we
0: used to, we could do 40 before, but now nah, it's just going to be 25. Yeah, and... that's just too
1: many. So, you know.
0: But maybe it's it something totally to different. I really like Patrick's idea that there are some demons who are like on vacation somewhere and don't know this is all happening. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they get a phone call, you know, after we storm Argus, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, dude, did you hear?" Like, "No, what? Argus all- is dead." Yeah, where Argus on. is done. "What? Where are we going to go?" I'm
0: pissed. We should start our own little demon group and then you could have these little offshoots like uh I don't know, mm-hmm. this is an old Star Trek idea where you, uh, uh one of the Borg goes rogue and then starts his own little rogue Borg group even after the main Borg is destroyed and now there's a new kind of Borg out there. It could be. Well, that. I'm sure
3: there are going to be I'm sure there are going to be some of those. Mm. But um,
0: anyway, yeah. it's interesting to know that we, you know, that, that we're going to get to the go there, though, and see this culmination. It's that's a big deal. Yeah, and I don't know. Cool. I mean, maybe it's setting itself up to ultimately be disappointing because how do you deliver on that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they do, uh, but we'll see. That's all coming. We'll see. Uh, some little extra things here and there. Uh, both the ghoul and the water elemental models are on the list for major overhauls. Again, this came out of one of those uh, interviews with Ian. And uh, so I know both uh, Death Knights and uh, mages will be happy about that. Uh, I really hate the current ice or uh, the current water elemental. It dri- drives me nuts. It, it is
1: kind of weird when everything around it's been upgraded. And then like that's still kind of the same looking thing. And It's like a mob from Vanilla. <laughs> you know yeah, it like takes you out of it just a little bit so just a yeah, little. That's sure
0: what's well, it's the same with who gets the um is it death knights who can uh get a uh like a stitches dude like a yeah they get like an abomination abomination that yeah. thing is the old abominations like the ugly badly textured you know eight polygon looking abomination from undercity they need to update that as as well and maybe that's what they're talking about when they say <laughs> ghoul generally speaking maybe they mean all their pets i don't know Um, they say, and he says, there are still hidden objects in the world that nobody has found yet. Whoa. I love this because that's just a challenge to these nerds to go like scour (laughs) the planet and find it. I think that's super cool. But, um, they, they were talking about how, how impressed or how happy they are with all of the mysterious stuff, hidden things, artifact stuff, uh, things that nobody knew or, you know, undocumented things that players could find that are rewarding. Um, and that I think that means we're going to see a bunch more of that. Uh, to me, that gave this game a Skyrim quality that I wasn't expecting with this expansion, and um, I'm I'm all for more of that with whatever they do in the future. Uh, let's see. Oh, this Battle.net net thing's interesting, Patrick. Battle.net balance uh, balance for tokens. Essentially, there is a uh, some strings that they've data mined out of the current PTR build that suggests, anyway, none of this is announced or confirmed, that you might be able to take your token balance and convert that to Battle.net Money Money, basically like Steam Wallet, right. uh, and then use that to buy stuff in other games, things in WoW, like all of the sort mm-hmm. of purchasable things. That seems to fit uh, some of the... Pr- we had uh, some predictions about this, and I think that's yeah, interesting. Yeah,
3: they... They did mention something like that at BlizzCon, and uh, it, it's not official yet, but the, the strings do suggest that basically what happens is that um, you, you instead of getting gold for your um, uh, Battle.net, so wait a second, you buy the Battle.net token with money, yeah. and then you sell it, and someone can buy it with gold right now, right? Right, right. Yes.
0: That's the current so, way it works,
3: that is correct. right. So how does it transfer to uh the the battle net money? Like instead of buying gold with it, well the, the, of the prof, gold with it, I, think, I think. I think the idea is
2: you
1: buy it with gold and then you sell the token for uh like
3: you reverse that process, yeah, right. right. Okay, so they like will be tradable basically, yeah. they become, yeah, tradable, yeah. Like essentially, you can which, go both
1: ways with it now instead of, right, uh, like buy it, and then it's now you just have the, the days, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is
3: great because, that, yeah. yeah, that means instead of just getting uh, uh, uh game time, you can get money Scans. for them, yeah. and yeah. yeah, that's an yeah. awesome way of uh, draining gold from the game. We've been talking about how there's too much gold in the game right now and it's a real problem for the economy and how are they going to get the gold out because there aren't enough gold sinks that could be an excellent solution because people who have huge amounts of gold can go and buy a skin in heroes or buy packs in hearthstone and things like that and it doesn't become there are questions about you know banking institutions if you start getting into that kind of financial transactions in this case the money won't get out of Battle.net. so It doesn't apply, so that's. It seems like a perfect solution. I yeah. think it's a really clever one. Yeah, nothing,
0: nothing official yet, but it, it seems smart. Um, also, I had this idea the other day that they'll never do, but I think it's kind of a fun idea because of the overage of gold in the game. It might be kind of funny if you do like a like the 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 rogues guild uh, or whatever uh, robbed everybody overnight. And when you wake up, <laughs> a, a like thirty five percent of your gold is gone, or you could have everything is withdrawn because uh, uh, Sylvanas and who's in charge over on the Alliance side now? We don't know who is it. Who's in charge over there now? Is it? Well, is it Anduin? It's, it's, it's not Anduin, the, is it?
2: It's Anduin. It's, yeah, of course. All
0: yeah. right. So Anduin and Sylvanas decide jointly, which will probably never happen given but the death of his tax? father, mm. that there's a new tax because they've got to take shit to Argus, man. <laughs> It's expensive. Uh, you know,
3: I think, Scott, I think you should uh, be a game designer because <laughs> I'm certain <laughs> no bad reaction would happen from the player base when they wake up and realize half their the gold is gone. gone. <laughs> yeah, you can you imagine, imagine that? How pissed nothing everybody would, would go, go wrong. But yeah. Nothing would go wrong. There would just that. be a
0: note in your mail that says, ah, you were asleep, and I came, and I took your shit. Thanks a lot. You're a dummy. And then everybody would just have to live with it. Like, that would be... An experiment I don't recommend they try, but it was fun to think about. It's a nice thought experiment. How about that? Uh, what else? We talked about the AP bug. Oh, um, Trials of Valor out now for not. Uh, see, normal and um, uh, heroic was last week, and it is now <coughs> out for uh, out for uh, LFR and uh, what? What's the other one? Is that it? Oh, Mythic. Yeah, LFR. No, there is no Mythic now. What am I talking about? Do I have that right? It is LFR this week. That's what it is. Anyway, that's out now. So if you want to go do that, you sure can. Uh, if you're done with like uh, Emerald Nightmare, which our team just cleared. So congratulations, guys. I missed that night. Wednesday night they did it. I totally forgot about Raid, and it was the night they went in there and got all the way to Xavius and killed him. So Normal or? Uh, normal, just normal. So they'll start on Heroic and then probably... I don't know. With Furt, they usually go for a while with heroic, and then realize they have enough gear to then jump to the next content, and they'll jump to Trials of Valor after that. So that's usually what we'll do. Um, but anyway, you know, we're not the, we're not world first by any means. Somebody else already got world first in in uh, Trials that was like yesterday. Uh, yeah, the, Method. Method. Yep. Yeah. Well done, Method. It was Method Man, the uh, the, the rapper, or the uh, <laughs> was he a rapper? Yeah, he was a rapper, right?
3: Yes, he's a rapper. Being all, Man, of course. Being all... Oh
0: well, excuse me, Mister Frenchman, with all your rap knowledge, that's very impressive over there. Actually, you know what? My, yeah, one of my a pretty sweet it, rap game going on in France. Actually. I know. I was going to say, you know, one of my do. favorite, my favorite guilty pleasures is to fire up on a streaming music service a bunch, like bunch of playlists of French rap, like French hip hop. is a great awesome. language to rap in. It sounds amazing. It's so cool.
3: It's one of my favorite things to hear. So. It is actually pretty good, but you know, the Wu-Tang Clan is not, it, it it's kind of above everything else. So even though I do like some French rap, I will not compare Method Man's craft to that. Yeah. So, so just, to the
1: top French rappers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Any right. more
0: than any, uh, listen, I, when I think of mimes, all the American mimes are terrible. I only think of French mimes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go to France for the best in mimes. Yeah. Dude. You want a good mime? Uh, Don't look here.
1: Uh, Let me just share a quick uh, method story that's not related to this world first at all. But all right, uh, is it uh, Scott? You were there. We no had nothing to do with French rapping, American (laughs) rapping, Wu Tang, uh, none of that. But um, I sat down to eat at BlizzCon, and Holinka just sat down next to me. All of a sudden, yeah, I was like, "Hey!" I was hoping that we'd run into each other, and and we just started talking. And uh, apparently, so anybody who keeps up with the World of Warcraft PvP scene. Ah uh, knows that Cdu from the method PVP guys uh is, this was his third BlizzCon yep. made it to the finals again and lost again. Yeah, So there was like this huge story about like whether he was going to be able to finally pull it off mm-hmm. and apparently that was going to be his swan song. He's retiring from uh compet you know competitive PVP as far as like trying to make it to BlizzCon and all that stuff. So Unfortunately he never quite got there, but hopefully the, the future is bright for him and, and other method people. But they're not only good at PvE, they're also
0: they're good all around. The top PvP guilds as well. How old a yeah. guy is that? Was he like twenty one? Something like that. Who's he do? Yeah.
1: Uh, actually I think he's I think he's a little older. A little I think older? he's like twenty five.
0: Oh, okay. You know? All right. Well so
1: definitely at the retirement age. Like uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. The well past his prime, washed up, you know. The rifle. They probably have to get elbow surgery. It's gonna be real rough for him. <laughs>
3: You know, t- to be fair, uh, Method's man's best work also happened before he turned 25. So <laughs> no, no it's, it's not that surprising. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we're really only good until then. Everything else is downhill. Um. All right. That's pretty much it for WoW. There was a lot of stuff going on, but mostly, you know, not a, not a giant week um, uh, for news. And again, if you haven't heard the last couple of weeks, we had another lore episode. And then that Chris interview uh, will definitely fill out your, uh, your big WoW needs. Let's talk about the rest of the world of Blizzard. Heroes of the Storm got uh, Varian Wrynn this week, this last Tuesday, and he's super fun. I already thought he was fun at BlizzCon, but having spent some actual time with him, uh, he becomes insane at level 10, Um, and mainly that's because I'm going DPS with the dual will deal. I forget the name of the talent that you choose at 10. It's a passive uh, ultimate, basically, a passive heroic. Blades of Fury? Blades of Fury, maybe. Fury Blades. Basically, I'm a Fury Warrior at that point. Uh, you're a little squishier, but you also have incredible life regen uh, if you spec him right post 10 and it's kind of ridiculous. I think he's going to get nerfed pretty hard, but he is absolutely a blast. Um, but he reminds me if you so there are some characters in Heroes of the Storm that don't start to truly shine for who they are until about level 10 Um. In a way, Karazim's like this if you're doing his insight build, because you can get to a point where your deadly reach is just constant. You never have it on cooldown because you've done the right quest uh, talent plus some other stuff to make it. So he is just hitting all the time, and he becomes not only a great healer late game, but he is just killing fools left and right. Um, But you don't find that magic until like 10 or maybe a little higher for him, 13 maybe. Um, that's how Varian feels to me. He's he's just fine and totally serviceable all the way up through ten, and it's at ten though where you just suddenly it, he just breaks out and explodes, and he's pretty incredible. So uh, if you haven't been messing with him and, or thought about grabbing him, you, you probably should. He's he's badass. Uh, we still don't have Ragnaros. That's probably sometime in December. Current Brawls also pretty good. It's uh, basically a King of the Hill style control thing on uh temples of Anubis or not Temple of Anubis, I'm thinking of the wrong game. What's it called? Temple Sky Temple. There you go. Uh you just go and control temples and they are kind of randomly popping. The first round there's only one. The second round there's two. Third round there's three, I believe. If you get to a third round, and uh it's still picking from a random three characters and all that stuff. And it's a super big time blast. And I think those brawls are really good and I think they're winners. And people should be messing with those. Do you play the current brawl, Patrick? I know you tried the the uh, the first one a couple of weeks ago.
3: Yeah, no, actually I did jump into heroes a couple of times, but I've been doing the unfortunately the brawls don't count for your for the event, yeah. the Nexus Challenge thing that will get you the Genji skin mm. and the in Overwatch and lots of heroes in, in hots. Uh, in heroes. So, no, I played the regular game. I did however um, get to mess around with the um the StarCraft maps which I hadn't played in and they're really fun. You know, yeah. I I'm not a big StarCraft guy, so I didn't really it didn't tickle my fancy when they first announced them, but they are super fun. The the Zerg rush is really hectic and Mm -hmm. interesting and the nukes, like getting some nukes and you get to blow up a tower or it's, I don't know, it's uh, uh, a really interesting way of going about that's the strength of that game right they can change the 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 way it works with new maps as opposed to the other mobas which have static map one static map Mm -hmm. and um yeah really it really
0: adds to it i love those two maps the brexus holdout specifically with where you talked about the zerg rush is is always a good time i never not have fun with that map it's always good
3: and you know i've been I cha- I think I'm changing my tune a little bit on heroes in that I sort of had it in a place where okay they've tried it's not doing badly it's making money for them but it doesn't seem like it it's going to grow past what it already is mm-hmm. and I think they're they're doing really well with it and sticking with it and I've seen more than one person coming to Reddit and thinking and saying you know what? I I resisted trying it for a long time, and now I have with the Nexus Challenge because basically it forced me to do it because of I wanted the Genji skin. Yeah, and that game is really fun. Yeah, you know, and I, and I'm hearing the same thing. Are, Some
0: people are saying, "Oh, I left after six weeks, and this thing got me back for the skin," and I can't believe how awesome the game is right now. And I, yeah. I'm staying. I, I want to keep playing. Like I'm hearing those sort of anecdotal stories as well. I think that was a really smart promotion. Like at first, I thought. Well, this is just a player grab. And I guess maybe it is if you want to look at it in its most basic terms. But it's working. And I can tell you that this last week I played a lot of noobs. And it was great because I could win. (laughs) I won a lot of games. I won way more games than I lost this week. And that was kind of nice. But, yeah, generally speaking, people, they're not just holding their nose while they get the skin. They're having a good time.
3: Yeah. And I think for the first good. couple of games you're like, oh, I don't understand what's happening. What is this? You know, I'm losing. And maybe people go to play versus AI for that reason yeah. because they don't want to get ganked by angry Scott over there. Yeah. But um <laughs> but after, you know, that's the I think that's why they're saying you need 15 games or 30 games, you know, for the full thing. Mm-hmm. Because you do need to get into it for five ten games before you start getting it and having fun so in that sense yeah the the promotion is definitely pretty clever on their part yeah, i mean like i, eight, I think though the key for yeah. the key
1: for heroes is not to just find all the players who have never given mobas a chance before it's to convert existing MOBA players to enjoying what heroes is doing and i think you're right that a lot of people thought heroes was was just like the crappy moba uh the you know a lot of like seasoned MOBA players thought. It was the, the MOBA for noobs. It was the one that didn't have the depth and everything that they were used to from League of Legends and Dota. But uh, they've, they've made so many changes and they've improved the game so much that a lot of people come over and understand now the like what makes Heroes fun isn't the same thing that makes those games fun, but a lot of the skills still translate, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily like yeah, I've a... I've seen a
3: lot of that as well. ...version
1: of a MOBA. It's just a different version. Yeah. And if you can get to the like what they've done is they've gotten the game to the point where some of the things that were holding it back have now been taken care of and it's time to i think start to grab some of those players mm-hmm. and actually get them over there and to and to stick
0: yep so. I, to- I totally agree with that and i think that um i think that the game is now more confident and willing to just accept the f- like they'd put out a new promotional video that just straight up calls itself a MOBA now they're not trying to change the terms. They're not trying they're not to come an in heroic and go, they are anymore. Yeah, they're, they're not coming in and going, hey, we're we're Blizzard and we can we can do what we want. Like I think I think a lot of existing MOBA players just naturally were resistant to the idea of old grandpa Blizzard coming in and trying to steal somebody's thunder. I think that's just that's the main reason people were resistant in the beginning that were at least hardcore in those other games, and now they're just like. You may have heard the we call them heroics. They're called ultimates in these other games, and they're starting to use terms like laning. I mean, that video needs to be seen actually by a lot of people because it is Blizzard saying, you know what? Let's just own it. We are what we yeah. are. We're based a lot on MOBAs. That's okay to say that. Like it's okay to say that these came, you know, it was made in our backyard in the first place. It ended up getting out in the wild and doing really well. Now we're trying to get some of that energy back, and it's okay to just own it. So I, mm-hmm. yeah,
3: I think this is you're you're both very right. This is them signaling that they are going after the traditional MOBA audience as well. And it's important to remember as well that uh, when Riot put Leagues of Legend out, it took a long time for it to become as big as it was. It came out what was it, 2012, 10? 10, 10, 10.
0: 10. Yeah. Yeah. It, it
3: was it was a really long time ago. And it, it took like two or three years for it was it was oh it was 2009, October 2009, oh, yeah, that yeah, it came out. Yeah. We didn't start hearing about the game until maybe 2011, possibly 2012, if we weren't already in it. It took a long time and a lot of hard work on Riot's part to get it to the place it is. And it's, you know, maybe I, I uh, some of us... Uh, Gave up on heroes, not gave up because it's still super fun and there are a lot of lots of qualities. But we thought, okay, it's never going to be huge. It's going to be that little thing on the side, and and maybe it's not uh, uh, destined to that. Maybe it can slowly grow and get people to give it a chance, including as you were saying, Dills existing MOBA fans. Mm-hmm. It's very possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, it's yeah. it's a matter of them continuing down the path that they've already started on because it, it is hard to regain. Uh, people after a bad first impression, but they've done a fantastic job of making the game constantly better, you know, and and not just just sitting there and going, OK, I guess I guess it was a failure like, that, you know, they really, really put the work in. Yeah. And and at some point the game is going to have, you know, like 100 plus heroes and it's going to be impossible to ignore as a MOBA player who wants complexity and things like that. It's, it's not going to be that simple MOBA game where everyone shares XP and there's no last hitting. Uh, it's going to be a game that has a huge amount of strategy and a huge amount of heroes to to pick from. And it's going, you know, in the competitive scene, as long as that stays somewhat vibrant and displays it correctly, you're going to see some of the best esports action you're going to see anywhere, honestly. Yeah. Um, I totally like, agree. Like to me, like that game nails what it's like to, you know, because I can watch League of Legends and I'm very, you know, I'm excited. It's fun when the team
3: fighting stuff starts.
1: Man, I'm bored as hell during the 15-minute landing
0: phase, right? <laughs>
1: and 50 gets rid of all that. Yeah. So and,
3: and that's that's exactly what they're saying in well, with with a little bit more diplomacy. But sure. in, the, <laughs> yeah. in that video, basically yeah. they're saying they're going like, hey, so unlike traditional MOBAs, you don't have to muck around for 15 minutes before no. the
0: action starts. Yeah. are right into so. the fight. Yeah. And they yeah, also yeah. say things like um, instead of having a one-size-fits-all item shop every character has its own unique talent tree to choose from. Mm -hmm. And they they make
1: actually very cool. Yeah, They make a really
0: strong case for that. Like I I kind of wish this was the messaging all along, but part of this, I do think is them being humbled a bit by a market that got got away from them. And now they Mm -hmm. have to kind of get back to what makes blizzard blizzard, what their basic, uh, you know, approach to things are in a lot of ways. This feels like uh, the Titan team refiguring out how to get uh, overwatch out the door. Like, it's a, well, and they're committed clearly they're committed like I, blizzcon yeah. blizzcon was constant comments from them about the new league system about what they want to do in the following year very bold choices about character changes like they're they're not just sitting around going well all right we'll just be that thing like patrick says where we'll just sit in the background and kind of be our you know character collector it's it's much more than that or at least i think they're in it for the long haul for those reasons
3: it it definitely seems like it and and what we're seeing with this video and this promotion i really think is a, a a rethinking of the strategy you you're right you know the messaging has shifted significantly it's not initially they were thinking in order to shine we have to differentiate ourselves mm-hmm. and say we are not like these other things and they realized it wasn't working as well as they hoped, so they're now opting for a different strategy, which is, you liked that thing? Well, give us a try because we are the, the a better version of that. We, yeah. you know, and, and that's very different from, from what they've been saying before.
0: Yeah, it's funny because at the end of the day, it's still it's still sort of the same thing. You're claiming that you've got better ideas, but you're doing it. Instead of from the in angle a different of, way, yeah, yeah, in a totally different way that I think resonates. I, I think it's
1: well, you're not throwing out what the the <clears throat> ideas of the other thing are. You're just saying,
0: you know, yeah, we yeah we are that, but we're also this. Yeah, you know? and they so, start using terms like laning and jungling, and they start using words like yeah. that. They never once said hero brawler in that video. Um, <laughs> and so I, I they, you know, and, and the fact that they still call their their ultimates heroics, but said you may know them as ultimates, like straight up said those <laughs> words. Is uh, is is meaningful? So we'll see how that all goes. So, what are those loot boxes? I always, I'm always interested in loot boxes. So they're it's looking very likely, and we've been, I, on the core, we've sort of been predicting this for a while because it just made sense. But um, along with the vote up and player of the game and stuff like that, stuff that they put into the game, which exists in there now, they are lifting another idea from from Overwatch, or presumably lifting it. They may have had this in their minds all along, but. Uh, the idea of being able to crack open loot boxes how that will happen meaning is it based on account level is it based on how many levels you got with that character are they specific to each character or is it a loot box thing like overwatch where you open it and it could be any spray or voice or skin for any number of characters we don't know any of that stuff so none of those details are out. i uh i
1: i i I brought this up like a year ago on stormcast mm-hmm. and I'm just like, why has this not been a thing forever in this game? It should be, it
0: should have always yeah. been yeah. because
1: like, you know, buying skins, like essentially all you can really do is buy skins. Uh, and some skins are like not available at all with gold. And, and you know, it's like, man, you should incentivize just playing the damn game, you know, to, to all these players. So, yep. uh, if there's the I one feel thing like they tried it, to, but they like stopped just short. I, here, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. I if
0: here's the funny thing about it is like if you look at the, who the team is this is the starcraft team right if there's one game in the pantheon of blizzard games that has never really been about progression outside of the actual match progression it's it's starcraft and it's you know the warcraft rtss um three maybe had a little more of that but everything else wow To some degree, Warcraft 3, Diablo, of course, these were about getting new things, new items. I look different. I feel different. I'm bigger. I'm better. I'm badder. Like that stuff really matters in those worlds. And I feel like the Heroes team, which is, again, the StarCraft team, is just a little slower getting their head around why that matters to players so much. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. even the Overwatch team knew enough about this. They just come off an MMO that sadly never made it to market, but there are a lot of WoW dudes in there. They understand what it means to constantly be working towards something, to be leveling something up. And while that exists in Heroes, it is not as elegant or as vast as it is in their other games. So, yeah, 100% it's not as fun though too because
1: yeah. you're just sitting there watching this gold number go up but you're not like, you know, that that excitement of opening a friggin' loot box Yeah, that's real man, like Yep. <laughs> that, sometimes you're disappointed, but it's the it's the idea that you might get this thing that you've wanted for so long, like. Yep. And just you know, and then you don't
3: get it, and you're like, ah, all
1: right, queue up again. Let's go. I'll get it this time. Yep. And I will. weren't
3: they saying? Really important. Yeah. W- weren't they saying they were also gonna uh, open player progression to infinite levels? Yeah,
0: they're talking about it. Um, it didn't sound okay. like that was settled as as far as how that would work okay. yet, but they are talking about that. And again, Overwatch <laughs> does that as well.
3: Um. Mm. Yeah. Because the loot yeah. boxes, I don't know, like because the things that you can get that you can purchase in Heroes are, it's a lot of big things, and loot boxes you need to filler in that as well. So I'm wondering sure. if maybe they aren't going to add little things to the to the stores to the shop and to to fill the loot boxes well, with. Well, and that's as that's well. that that If is, you just get you know right. mounts and skins, you're going to be getting awesome stuff oh, yeah. every every time. But that problem, assumes that
1: add, like colors.
3: You know, tints
1: uh, and stuff, different yeah. colors to the existing skins. Oh, maybe, like yeah. That.
0: yeah. But, but, but keep in mind that is that is looking at it from the perspective that they would do this on an account level rather than a character level. I think there's a real possibility here for people to get really wrapped up into building out a character when they hit level 10 with Jaina. That's a big moment for lots of reasons. And one of those could be another loot box that you get every level and it's stuff mm. specific to her. Now, you still need filler, no question about it. But maybe they start making some more filler. Maybe there's more voice lines. Maybe there's, um sure. skins and things that you wouldn't get any other way uh, maybe there's slashes emotes and yeah things like that. yeah. there could be a, of tons of things so so i feel like that's where it's headed who knows until it comes out but these again are all signs more more than just these are good ideas on their own and they are to me it's just a sign that they're backing this thing man they're 100 percent behind this game and yeah. they want to make it rad so i don't i don't have a single bad thing to say about these changes i think it's i think it's super awesome um. anyway do the Nexus challenge you get your uh, your thir- or 15 games get you the skin for Genji and Zarya in heroes so you get a nice little Overwatch crossover both ways if you do the 30 games you get a ton of free heroes I forget what they all are because I already owned them so it didn't matter to me that much
3: um, it's like it's five of them. It's the recent ones as well. It's Greymane, Li Ming, uh, a couple of others, but it's like probably heroes that it's pretty well done. Even if you've played, uh, you know, in the beginning for a year or so, you're not gonna have these ones. So yeah. it's definitely interesting to do for everyone. Unless you're well, me. unless you're me, for most.
0: <laughs> I, I'm a <laughs> sucker for every one of these things. But then I got, and then you get the uh, the bike, the new mount, which is I forgot the name of it, but that freaking bike that's all like Overwatchy looking. It's badass. So you want that, too. Um, real quick, in Diablo, Diablo 1 is on the PTR. Uh, it's coming out Tuesday. I'm just going to wait. I'm hearing good things, though. I hear it's good. People like it. I'm hearing bad things. I've heard good things. I've heard that um, that you, when you get in, you think you're not going to like that old school filter that it puts in or the eight-way attack thing. And that it actually ends up working for people. Tell me what bad things you've heard.
3: Uh, that it's not very fun and that it's a good thing it's it's only a month and uh I don't know I haven't tried it myself but um I want to see
0: I need to see because my memories are so I mean I played Diablo 1 it was groundbreaking at the time and don't forget Diablo 1 was literally a camp and a building it wasn't like Diablo 2 was this huge outpouring of of content it was like multiple zones and themes and tile sets and dungeon types and characters and mobs and all this stuff. Diablo one was the choice of three characters, no genders. And you went into a church basically in Tristram down to the basement and fought shit. That was it. I mean, that was literally the game. And that's at at the time 1996 or whatever, that that's fine. That's what it should have been. But it also featured this like co-op play thing over modems and phones and network stuff. And I could have the ear of a guy I killed and that would be my trophy that I killed him. And like all these new ideas were just incredible at the time. So part of me has very thick, shiny nostalgia 1996 glasses on my face right now. So I realize that and I may get into it and go, "Ugh, this is, you know, like molten core. We don't remember how bad, you know, how bad it is until we're faced having to face it again. So who knows? But um, maybe Tuesday, I think.
3: Hey, bef- before you move on from Diablo, uh, I, one thing I remember from Heroes. Sorry, th- this episode has been mostly about Heroes, but have you seen the um, the documentary they did? No, not it's yet. No, the, the
0: the college player dorm stuff, right?
2: That yeah, so-
3: the Heroes of the Dorm uh, last year's Heroes of the Dorm uh, thing was turned into a documentary, hour and ten minutes or so. It's really good. Mm. It's Really well done. I really enjoyed it. I did follow the, um, the tournament when I was in Japan and got super excited. And so, just it's on the Heroes uh, YouTube page. And it's not, it's very easy to follow, even if you don't like, um, if, even if you don't know the game. So, it's, it's a good time. Go check it out on the Heroes channel. Yeah, I'll go watch that.
0: Um, I guess they I'm guessing they spend a good amount of time with those Arizona State guys because they were kind of the big shots of that whole thing.
3: Well, they 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 made it sort of even. Mm. So
0: they have a, a good amount of time okay, with uh, four teams. Good, good, good. I like that. I'm glad they didn't focus on that. Uh one tiny other note about hero sorry, it totally reminded me of this. There's a moment. Okay, so Varian Wren and Thrall in the game are both voiced by Chris Metzen, uh, which he says he'll continue to do anytime they need him. Uh so playing Varian Ren a lot, you really hear it. He's basically doing the voice he did in the Legion intro. And uh, he, at one point, his hearth back thing, and I don't remember the exact words, but this was like kind of haunting last night. I was playing last night, and he's being played by Bo or somebody, and he's over there hearthing back. And you know how they always say, I've got to go back to the Nexus, or I'll see you in a minute, or you guys keep going, or there's always some fun line. And he says, "Uh, please, or he says, something like please fellow warriors you have to go on without me and hearing chris metzen say that and and know that he's basically he had to say that in his real professional life is kind of it was kind of hard to take man it was just a little moment of like oh this isn't just varian rin this is you know this is a
3: sad little thing for him to say anyway man that that podcaster, he's paid by Blizzard. It was all put together. It's a communication strategy thing.
0: Exactly. I wish these people with those conspiracies just ask me. I'll tell them. I, you know, this was me and Chris off the side. Nothing to do with Blizzard. We didn't have to sign anything or do anything. I just called. Oh, them and said, I can hey. guarantee
3: you, if it had had to go through Blizzard, it would not have happened. Oh, no, it wouldn't
0: happen. Yeah. I called him. Yeah, I said, uh, Do you want to do this? He said, Yeah, I'd love to do that. All right, cool. Let's talk on Tuesday, the whatever. It's All right, see you at 12. That was it. That's simply it. That's all it ever was. It's all it ever will be. But go ahead and have your conspiracy theories. All right, let's talk about Overwatch. Uh, Sombra in the wild out there. So is arcade mode. So I got this to say Sombra's great. And in every game, she's great. I like her a lot. Um, there are no dupes in quick match now. That's a huge, huge improvement in my opinion. Yeah, that's huge deal. Yeah. So it did it, it has that. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that utterly it's like it elevated quick match up to this like place it should have always been, which was this middle ground of competition and not this noob troll fest that it had sort of become.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's definitely good um it needed to happen for it to become a valuable way to play the game when you're preparing for something a little bit more serious. So it's a good thing. I, I still regret a little bit of the craziness That uh, multiple heroes made possible. You know the the
1: six Winstons. You know I'm gonna miss.
3: Just go do it in arcade now. They're all in there. Yeah, yeah, but no one does that. No one does. I went in in there and did did it, and there were a ton of people in there doing that. Yeah, but you're you're gonna do it twice, and then. But I mean, it, it. the main thing sometimes you would get in there and you would select, you know, Hanzo and someone else would get Hanzo at the same time. And instead of people yelling at one, one another, someone would also select Hanzo. So you would have three of them and then people would go like, all right, whatever. And everyone, Yeah, I guess we're a- doing this. Yeah, was fun. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. I, that, I, I that was think so. Crazy. So yes,
1: you can do it in the arcade. You can do it in, uh, brawls and stuff like that. But, um, I like there needs to be like a cat, like a straight casual mode where it is still allowed, like in the six V six, you know, cause mm-hmm. I get what you're saying though, Patrick, like if you're trying to practice for ranked and ranked doesn't have this, like, where do you go? You know? Well, yeah, no, I mean, the are ar- in the practice.
0: arcade mode. There's a explicit uh, option in yeah, there. That's the called no limits. the low yeah, limits episode course. or episode, yeah. the no limits option. And, and it's there permanently. It's not like just, on, it's not on some rotation. It's isn't
1: arcade only three V three and one V one.
0: No, no, no. Arcade no, is they oh, okay. have a bunch the collection stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. And so that is so always we, there for the taking. I'm Patrick, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's been relegated, right? It's been put into the playroom. I get it. But it's mm-hmm. there as a permanent fixture, and anybody can do it anytime. And it's, you know, it was populated. Yeah. There were people in right, that. that's fine., that's, true. Yeah.
3: that's fine. Man. Um, yeah, but the the arcade is really good though. the the one v one and three v three are completely different ways of approaching the game. There's we were talking about this on overwatchers with Garrett and Chris uh, this week, but, the the one v one, for example, it gets into mind games. You know, when you're when you're Bastion versus Bastion, and mm-hmm. you, you're trying to figure out when you have to advance and when you're in turret mode, and like where the other one is. And it's it's a really interesting way of approaching this this tool set that we've been given with uh, with Overwatch. And um, the elimination one, you know, the three v three is also super fun. Yeah, it really. You is. get some clutch moments. I was playing yesterday, and I got in a group with a, a couple of other people, which was uh, just, you know, randomly. We started playing together a bunch of times, and I was playing Mercy, and we got one of those dream moments when they both of my teammates died, and I was on Mercy against two tanks, and I got at my pistol. Started shooting like a madman and running away. And I got uh, 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 Reinhardt down and then got my ult, rezzed the other two, and we took the other guy down. It was (laughs) glorious, it was amazing.
0: It's really good. It's like, uh, it's almost like a nod to old school shooter fans. Like when I was playing Quake Rocket (laughs) Arena, the one on one is basically that, uh, the, the 3v3 elimination mode. Is basically counter strike, or not counter strike, but it's that feeling in counter strike of a more slow pace, like all right, I need to be I gotta be careful here. If I die, this is it. I'm out. Uh kind of yeah. feeling. And I, I'm really glad the game has that option now. I spent a lot of time in there when that patch hit, and it's fun. Um so it they, yeah, it's a killer patch. Everything about it's great and game- and
3: the the other nice thing is the uh takes longer. This might be getting a little bit inside baseball, but getting uh Ultimates that cost, you know, that charge a little bit slower.
0: Yeah,
3: it has really changed the dynamic of the normal modes. Um, now, not every fight is decided by a bunch of ultimates going off at the same time. Yeah, you actually do need to play your character well, and it makes people who play the characters better shine because it, it's not, you know, you don't wait a couple, you know, three extra seconds, and you're gonna see three ultimates go off at the same time it's that is a major change which was also very positive for the game so that was cool
0: it's really good uh continues to be great dills tell us about this hearthstone heroic brawl and how it works uh
3: so hearthstone heroic
1: brawl is maybe the first time that they've nodded towards the potential to actually have maybe a tournament mode in the game uh it doesn't quite work like a true tournament because it's Essentially modeled after what they've been doing forever with the arena. It's you know you win uh, up to twelve times, you lose up to three times, and then at the end, based on your amount of total wins, it's not like a record. It's just how many total wins. So, like twelve zero is not better than twelve two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get you get paid out rewards. Um, the difference here being that it's a thousand gold to buy in, which is a lot, uh, or ten dollars, which is also a lot. So, and if you only win. If you win zero times, you get, like, one pack, right? So, yeah, it's not, this is not meant for people who are just getting into the game, people who don't have big collections. This is meant for people who are top-tier players of the game already and want something outside of ladder to do competitively. So, less than the rewards being the important thing here, it's more about the play itself, right? Uh, And it's been really successful. They started out saying there was going to, only go like a, a cap of five. You could play it five times. They lifted the cap. Now you can play it a hundred times. Oh, my. If you want Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they realized that a lot of people were doing it. And money was coming in. They were like, "Why are we going to turn this uh, money spigot off? We could probably just <laughs> Yeah, just this thing cr- open for a while. Crank it so, up, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Do you think this so, I mean, the, this can brings a thousand dollars on this if they
0: really want? Do to. you think this brings in a new era for how they're going to monetize this game? I have to think that just buying regular packs is probably down a little bit. Certainly before an expansion.
1: Uh, I mean, I think so. The thing is, like, there's a, there's a big section of the the people who play hearthstone who've been playing for a long time. Every time a new expansion comes out, they'll buy a whole bunch of packs, but then in between, they just never really do that. Right. They just sit, not, they sit on their gold until the next expansion comes out. There's no way in the game. If you're a good player to, to drain you of gold, it just doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. So like I, you know, me being a person who plays a lot, if I play arena, I win enough games in arena that it never really costs me gold. Uh, And so essentially, I'm just kind of always, you know, I'm always making gold as the game goes on between expansions. And then when the expansion comes out, I I sink about 5k gold and, you know, some real money into the new expansion. And Blizzard gets none of my money uh, all that time in between. So I think there's a couple of things going on here. One is the player base has been kind of clamoring for another way to play uh, competitively. And two... They're looking for other ways to make some money in between expansions. The 10
0: bucks, 10 bucks of an entry feels very, um, also like real stakes are on the line for these players. Like they, they're, they're
1: going to take take it. You can't go in there and mess around. Right. There's going to be a lot less people, unless you're like a streamer and people are paying you to to play it. Uh, you're not going to go in there and play a troll deck, right? Like you're going to play something serious. Right. Um, that being said, there are people doing the troll stuff already. Uh, it's, I mean, it was just going to happen. Yeah. But, uh, Like I think they overstepped a little bit. If we were to see this as a permanent game mode, I really don't think it's ten dollars. Right now, it's only available for like the next three days or something. Yeah. So if if this does work out really well and they decide to put it into the game permanently, I think we'll see something like either uh, like two bucks, or maybe even a scaling thing where you could play for up to ten dollars, and at ten dollars you get more rewards
0: you at, know? W- at what point do all the state gaming commissions go this is kind of like inadvertent gambling like at what it's point literally not though like you can't <laughs> even define it as gambling because you can't put money in and get money out yeah it's so, just an entry fee right literally
1: impossible to call a game like I, I know i understand like tons of people have been making this argument yeah but like arena you buy in for a dollar 99 yeah uh and then you get out you're reading So that's been existing forever. So just because it's now more money yeah. doesn't suddenly make it gambling. That's right. Good point. So it's,
0: yeah. good you know, point.
1: it's, if you could get money out, then yes, it's, it's, but
0: you yeah. can't get money out. So. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah. And also just, <laughs> if you're interested in throwing money at this, just remember that you cannot get money out. It's an important, no,
1: but it's okay. So, but think about CSGO go boxes have been a thing forever. And then people literally gamble with the skins, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Afterwards. Uh, right. so, like if that's somehow okay then like i I don't see how this could ever be considered uh not okay
0: well it's sort of like the washington state's going after valve for that very thing right now and so maybe it won't end up being okay valve saying well it's not us it's aftermarket
1: well that 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 really is gambling
0: though because you can get money out right like you can then take that skin well you can get get it you can get it out but you get it out in a third party aftermarket way yeah sure yeah but there's a way
1: to get it out sure sure and like there's a potential that you can you know, spend X amount of dollars and then have more dollars than you spent at the end, right? Yeah. I mean, more American currency. Yeah. That is not the case with this.
0: There's literally zero ways to end up with more American currency at the end of this. Yeah, players so. yeah. players continue to beg Blizzard for trading, like they want to let players trade cards the way you would with Magic at a convention or something, and they're never going to do it because that's when this stuff gets fruity, right? Like that's when sure. you can start seeing aftermarket websites pop up with you know, trading networks and gambling stuff that would happen around card trading. And that, I just don't see them ever doing that.
3: I can't imagine. No, no, no. Not really going to happen unless they find a way of controlling this. And yeah. if Diablo 3 has started a, a, has anything, uh, they don't see a way nah, of controlling no. it. It's yeah. either contained yeah. in the game or no trading. And yeah.
1: to be honest, we don't need it. Anybody who's asking for it, we don't need it. Like if, you, if, if trading is something you really like to do, is this giant thing? Go play the play Magic. <laughs> no, giant thing <laughs> on the stock market. That's all it is. Go yeah. in there and do your thing, man. Yeah.
0: Listen, we Diablo Three
1: came into to the video games. Right. right. Da-
0: da- Diablo Three taught me two things, Patrick. One, the thing about the auction house you said, and two, Zoltan Cool is a dick. All right, moving on. Uh, he was
3: He's right, though. He's like Illidan. Everyone hates him, but he's... Uh, he's kind of right. No,
0: no, no. There's a truthiness to him. I, I know. I get that. But <laughs> but I, I, I see where you're heading with that. All right, fellow video and audio entrepreneurs, people that are making cool content out there. One of the problems we run into is we need stuff like, I don't know, lower thirds and intros and background stuff and better green screen plans and... Listen, I, I understand if, if that's all you're doing is making that stuff great, but then when do you have time to actually do the video production? So what do you do? You go online. You try to find a, a sort of stock footage, stock audio kind of place. We've all tried. We've all been there. We've all done it. I am here to tell you the best deal I have found and the most versatile i found is Videoblocks. It's an affordable subscription-based stock media site that gives you unlimited access to premium stock footage. Be that video or... Audio blocks, which is what they call their unlimited access to premium stock audio clips. So podcasters, listen up. Got a really great value with unlimited download models. And I like that. I don't want to pay for, oh, you get access to it for a day or you only have access to this particular category and they have it all segmented out. No, it's unlimited. Unlimited daily downloads from a library of 115,000 plus video clips, After Effects templates, motion backgrounds and more. Audioblocks alone has 130,000 plus uh, music tracks, sound effects, loops, all that stuff. On average, subscribers played less than a dollar per download over the course of a year. That is really incredible. I'm going to totally use these guys. I am using these guys. What am I saying? I'm totally using it now. You can expect some video stuff from me coming soon on YouTube using content I got from Videoblocks. It's the same quality you'd get from expensive stock sites at a much cheaper price and they are continuously adding new stuff all the time. You're looking for aerials, international locations, slow motion, nature shots. It's all in there. Simple, unrestricted licensing on video blocks and audio uh, audio blocks. I almost said audio books. and then audio blocks. Everything is 100% royalty free even after the subscription has come to an end. So that stuff doesn't suddenly DRM up and you can't use it. Once you're in, you get the stuff. Royalty free for both personal and commercial projects without any additional licensing fees. Nothing annual. Nothing at all. So here's what I want you to do. VideoBlox is offering my listeners a year's subscription to both VideoBlocks and AudioBlocks for $149 total. That is $100 off the usual price tag. That is for instance listeners only. An incredible discounted deal. And you get both all that stock video and audio for any project you may be working on or have planned for the future. Get your year subscription today for only $149 at videoblocks.com slash instance twenty sixteen. That's videoblox.com slash instance twenty sixteen. Go there today. All right, let's get a quick call, quick email.
3: Hear ye hear ye.
0: Why, it's the town crier all right, it's Town Crier. That means your phone calls, your emails. Phone number is 801 4710462. Leave us a voicemail there. We'll play it on the show. Keep it short and pointed, and we will do it. instance at gmail.com is the email address. Let's start with a call. This listener thinks that we may need additional trimming in the game.
2: Hello, this is for the crew of The Instance. I was wondering what your guys' thoughts were about trimming down the amount of
3: items you had to acquire. So, like, what if they just deleted, like, the wrist? or the belt or a trinket or a ring or something, so that you didn't have to accumulate like twenty something pieces of gear throughout all of your slots and order to be, you know, up to par. Thank
1: you. Bye.
0: Not, not a chance in hell they do that. There's no way. Uh, well, they did.
1: They, I mean, they have kind of in the past on this,
0: but not to this extent. I mean, not
1: uh, slot items. Hunters I've... used to have to have a bow and a weapon.
0: Right? Oh, right. Uh,
3: yeah that's true
1: so they they did at a certain point prune things just a little bit but i don't see them ever going that far
3: no the problem the problem with this is that the items is trans directly translates into amount of game time because that's what you're gonna go hunt um in your adventures so if they did let's say become really drastic about it and reduced it from how, what is it, 16 to let's say 8, Yeah. then you would only have obviously 8 slots to fill and it would happen a lot faster unless they reduced the drop rate, which would be more frustrating. So, I'm not opposed to the idea in principle of simplifying this aspect of the game. I don't think it would necessarily be horrible. I think some people might disagree. But yeah, the, the key issue is that gearing up time that makes it, basic, basically it means you're going to spend less time having meaningful things to pursue in the game. So that's why I think it it's probably not in the cards.
0: Yeah, if anything, they've done the opposite in years past. And we've seen some of that consolidation. But in the years past, it would be, uh, well, let's have a new currency. Okay, now we're going to have this other item that drops only from bosses that you can only use for this or that for certain, you know, whatever. Like there's, they've, they've added more, if anything, to stretch out the rewarding systems Outside of just gear. If it was just gear, that wouldn't be enough. So I don't I don't think there's any chance they start reducing that. I just think about, you know, if you get a helm, great. But if they took wrists out, well then there's one less thing that you're going to get that dopamine boost from when you're raiding with your friends one night. You're gonna get gold and be frustrated because it'll take you longer to then eventually get to shoulders, which they did keep. So I think Patrick's right. There's a there's an actual design reason behind this, not just a clutter problem. Um, that they would have to consider. I, I'm always happy when they consolidate uh, currencies, though. Like the game has definitely been in the in a place before where it's like, good lord, like how many marks of hoo am I have to get yeah, today? Yeah, all the different marks and the, yeah. <laughs>
1: and, and you know, I, I really do like you know things like they got rid of the, the honor and the conquest and stuff. And now it's essentially like XP, mm-hmm. like PvP XP, and so I mean, it's not. Like we're we're saying it's not going to happen, but it's not outside of the realm of possibility that it does get pruned a little. I just don't think it's going to be pruned in like a like a major way.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't
1: think we're going to end up with all of a sudden there's five pieces of gear to get. You know, sure. Because because at a certain point, yeah, like the game is less fun when, you, like, it's nice to get a new piece of gear. And like you said, they have to spread that out a lot if there's less things, right? Yeah. Like you think about you know uh, some of the blowback they got when they. Prune the talents where you didn't get one a level, you know. And now it's like fifteen levels before my next talent. What? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it felt good to like be like cool. I leveled. Now let me go in here and push a button and you know make myself more powerful. Yeah. Uh, they've replaced that with other things, right? So now it's like yeah, fifteen levels before another talent point. But uh, now I'm leveling an artifact weapon, and now I'm you know like there's all the you need to have those progression feelings, mm-hmm. uh, and gear is a huge piece of that. So the The more they prune it, actually, the the less it starts to feel like you're making forward progress. Remember the so old. I get what you're saying. It yeah. feels like it takes forever sometimes.
0: You remember right? the old so. days? It was like, oh, it's arcane shot level four.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go talk to somebody every time you level. You have to go back.
0: Yeah, spend money. To a major
1: city, mm-hmm. find the hunter trainer guy. Yeah. And then you'd have to find the pet trainer guy. And <laughs> yeah, somebody right stuff. now
0: is yelling "legacy uh, servers" yeah. at their yeah.
1: podcast. And
0: oh yeah, and, they want, and they want it. Yeah.
1: F- and, and you'd have it. to go buy arrows or make arrows. Oh like, my gosh! Go, yeah, do I get? You the... have to go out <laughs> to the middle of nowhere <laughs> and smash
0: something with your that.
1: sword over and over again so yeah. that you could level up your sword proficiency. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We remember all that stuff. We but do. Sure. Guess what?
0: It, it wasn't better. It wasn't fun. Some of it <laughs> that wasn't better. I didn't want to buy arrows, and I didn't want to feed my gosh dang pet. <laughs> um, all right. You still
1: can too if you found that fun. You oh, yeah, still you can still feed them, sure. If sure. you feel
0: like it, yeah. I still have a whole bunch of arrows. Occasionally, I'll send somebody uh, a a gift in the mail that's that's an official arrow from GURP, As if that means anything, as like mm. a thank you for helping if in a raid or something. You. Yeah, I bequeathed one of my arrows to you. This this thing you could never buy again. Like there's yeah. actual scarcity to it. So anyway, uh, here's an email. This one came to us from. Shadrapine. Shadrapine, I guess is how you'd say this guy's character name. I assume it's not his real name. Anyway, says, please, 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 do more of these lore episodes. They are my favorite thing ever, and I will die if you tell me you're not doing any more of them. All right. Oh, let's let's, well, let's save a life, Scott. Yeah. That's come,
3: yeah, that that's a bit a bit harsh.
1: Come <laughs> down, down from that cliff.
0: Yeah, there. come down from the edge, buddy. Um, we will d- definitely be doing more. Um Terpster loves that stuff and he's really good at it. And uh, we will we'll definitely have more. I don't know what our sort of official frequency will be, and certainly we don't want to tear through it all too quickly. But um, uh, yeah, if you missed the last one, we talked a lot about. Uh, oh gosh, what was the last one about? Mostly, I've kind of already forgotten.
3: Uh, the, the the old god that whispers. Oh, the uh, whispering stuff. Is it yeah, or yeah, yeah. I can't remember. The
0: tree with all the eyes. The big uh, the big te- the the vagina eye that's in the braid in the emerald nightmare. What? Yeah, it looks like a big vagina eye. Have you seen it? Have you been you've done Emerald Nightmare? Right?
3: I Yeah, I have. I don't think it looks like when you, <laughs> it
0: looks like a big you know, the J J I thing. I mean I've seen okay. those. I've seen one before. I know what's up. Anyway, the uh that's that. Uh and you and we'll do more. So yes, uh Shad Rab Peen, you will get more of those for
3: sure. Uh, oh, really, it, i really enjoy them too so i will uh join Shadrapine in pleading for more but i know you're gonna
0: yeah we'll it. definitely do more um oh Terpster had a baby thing today that's why he's not here i meant to say it at the top of the show that's why he. if for anyone who was wondering or made it this far that's where Terpster is uh the instance at gmail.com is that email address use it on the frequent and again the phone number is 801-471-0462 we always look forward to hearing from you people uh, who are you calling you people? All right, let's get out of here. Let's be done. This has been a fine episode. I'd like to let everybody say some things they're doing right now, though. Patrick, I know that you guys just put out a um, Phileas Club that was a pretty monumental one, I thought, um, in the in the <laughs> wake of many changes in this world. So uh, if you want to pimp that or anything you want, what's going on with Patrick?
3: Uh, Yeah, sure. So I guess, first of all, Overwatchers, if you enjoy Overwatch, go listen to that. It's on amove.tv. But also, if um, so, yeah, that was that was an interesting one for sure. The Filius Club, if you don't know, is a show where we talk about world events with people from different countries and different cultures and different backgrounds. And obviously, this one was interesting to approach because with the election of Donald Trump, In the U.S., it affects everyone and it's been very controversial. And I always try to have a fair uh, uh, taking a couple of steps back and looking at things in a balanced way uh, approach to this show. And it's really something that I think is important. And I feel a, a huge sense of responsibility for that show. So the last 10 days have been basically me losing sleep over how the hell am I going to be able to not make a fool of myself in this episode? Because as you know, I'm a pretty liberal guy and this challenged a lot of my opinions and conceptions about a lot of things. Mm. So I've been thinking about it a lot. We had a great crew on this episode and honestly, I think we did a good job. I think it's impossible to not piss piss off anyone, but... I don't want to be too presumptuous, but I think we're gonna we are going to we will have done a better job than most media talking about this election. I think and it's why absolutely
0: it true. I mean, I'm I'm not impartial. You're, uh, you know, my friend, and I like what you do. But I will I will say, as as um, objection uh, as objectively as possible, I think it was better than any talking head bullshit I've seen on TV. <laughs> So well done.
3: Well, oh, thank you very much. And uh, so, if you wanna, if you wanna check it out, I highly encourage you to do it. If there's one you're gonna listen to, I know you're not gonna want to because it's about the election and Donald Trump. And you're either, you know, whatever side you're on, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna think this is gonna be bullshit. I assure you, it probably isn't.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I get that's yeah. something I can take to the bank. That's right. right. There. there you go. Put your stamp <laughs> um, on that. So.
3: Yeah, I, I really, if you ever listen to any Phileas Club, please make it be this one. Go to Frenchspin.com and uh, and listen to that episode. I, and then let me know what you thought, because I, I really think you'll be pleasantly surprised about it, whatever side you're on. I completely so, agree. Frenchspin.com.
0: Well Dills, you're home from Vegas. Got a lot of stuff planned. What's going on? uh
1: well let's see um today i'll be doing a stream with garrett we'll be playing some heroic brawl i think garrett and jocelyn will both be there so that'll be fun but uh just i encourage everyone to come check out the stream twitch.tv slash Dills sf uh i've been really uh i just want to put it put out again you know i brought it up when the pri- twitch prime thing first happened uh so i just want to put it out there again that i really appreciate the people coming over and saying hey i heard it on the instance i don't really watch twitch but here's Here's my Prime sub. Mm-hmm. They've made a like a massive difference in my uh, my income level. So, thank you very much. I know like it's it's a it's a chore essentially mm-hmm. to go over there and do something like that. So like the fact that you went out of your way to do it is really cool. So thank you to everybody who did that. Yep. And uh, and if you did come over there and then found yourself watching the stream and had a good time.
0: Please come back.
1: Yeah. Uh, we we always have fun. So twitch.tv slash willydillssf. SF.
0: Nice. Uh, I think it's gonna do it for us, everybody. Thank you all for being here. There's plenty happening in and around the Frogpants Network. If you want more shows like this, check it out at frogpants.com. Follow us on Twitter, not Patrick, uh Willie Dills, me, Scott Johnson. Uh, the shows at instance show, and of course, Terpster at the underscore T. You can find more details, subscription info, all that stuff over at the Thank you all for being here. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time. Bye.
2: Pet collector learns hard lesson about soft cheeses. It's the overly dramatic news. I'm hunts, the wind. The recent invasion of Falcosaurs across the Broken Isles has caused quite the uproar. Just like kudzu, once these beasts get a firm foothold on a new land, they are almost impossible to eradicate but where most see disaster, pet collectors see opportunity. One collector, though, wasn't content with simply gathering pets from the four known subspecies. Kallak's dog thistle dove into scrolls in highborn libraries and uncovered evidence of a fifth subspecies that had once appeared on the shores of Suramar and had a taste for sheep's milk cheeses. The gnome promptly bought a large sack of cheese and with her assistant set off in a boat for the shores of the islands southeast of Jonvik. Calax's research was accurate. The pair found a beach swarming with phalcosaurs, but what her research did not uncover was that this subspecies has an extremely keen sense of smell. So when she went ashore to tempt a single hatchling with her cheese, thousands of hatchlings smelled the aroma and rushed to the scene. Sadly, it turns out that this subspecies likes the taste of gnome as well as cheese, and Kallax's horrified assistant could only watch from the boat as she was devoured. As the assistant told ODN, if you want to collect this hatchling, bring a large party of guards, or you too will fall victim to a feta attraction. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com, or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind.